Welcome to Chasing Carrots, the podcast, a space where spirituality and self-development come together to show you what is possible when you are ready to transform your life. A place that encourages you to explore, discover, and dig deeper into who you are, the you who is ready to break out of the illusion, the you who is ready to stop playing small, and the you that is ready to take ownership of your life. Now, take a deep breath in and let these words be the sign you've been waiting for. Who knows, you might discover something new about yourself. Hello, and welcome back to Chasing Carrots, the podcast. I am your host, Zazil. And if you're a first-time listener, thank you so much for being here. And if you're joining us again, as always, it is a pleasure to be sharing this space with you. For today's episode, I want to share some wisdom that I've come to understand as I'm currently processing and healing from a recent traumatic event. For context, a few months ago, my SUV slipped on black ice, and in my attempt to avoid oncoming traffic, I lost control of the vehicle, and my car ended up rolling over and landing in a ditch. Now, by the grace of God, I came out of that without a broken bone or a single scratch, just some very achy and some very sore muscles. Even though my physical health is on the mend, what I've noticed as I've been working on my physical health is that my mental and emotional health also needs some tending too. Now, this isn't my first rodeo, meaning this isn't the first time I'm navigating life after a traumatic event. But what is different now than all the other times is that I have resources at my disposal that I didn't have before. And one of those resources is access to mental health tools like therapy, meditation, and journaling. So of course, I'm using those tools to navigate the anxiety that has been coming up post-car accident. And in using those tools, I'm also learning a lot about myself and the way I respond to trauma. So join me as we go into the rabbit hole for the next few minutes and hopefully there will be some carrots of wisdom that will allow you to see your response to trauma from a different lens. So there are moments in life that leave a deep mark in our psyche. These moments are often referred to as trauma. The result of a traumatic event is an emotional response that is born within our nervous system. Up until now, we have been able to identify four ways in which our nervous system can respond to a traumatic event, fight, flight, freeze, and fawn. Now, I'm not going to go into the definition of each of these terms. I'll leave that up to you to research and learn about. But at the essence of each of these ways of responding to a traumatic event is our mind's ability to process and understand what is happening around us. Now, our brain is basically a programmed computer, and the computer code is found within our DNA. One of the many codes found within our DNA is the code for survival. As humans, we have lived 
adapted and created from this code of survival, meaning that up until now, we have navigated life from a place of being on the lookout for anything or anyone that may threaten our survival. Now, let's go back in time when humans were living in caves out in the open, hunting and gathering. Back then, it was necessary to be on high alert all the time. We needed to be on high alert to defend our life because we had to protect ourselves from the dangers of the world around us, aka animals, the natural elements, predators, etc. What we learned very quickly was that some dangers could be put to rest by fighting, running off, or playing dead. Seems pretty reasonable, right? Now, fast forward to the present moment where humanity has everything available to them at the touch of a button. We no longer have to hunt and gather our food. And in most cases, there are four walls that protect us from dangerous animals and the natural element. So technically, we have mastered survival by now. But, and this is a big but, We've mastered it from the outside looking in, meaning that we have come a very long way from how our ancient ancestors navigated this world. At this point in time, survival is innate to our human experience. And I'll say that again, survival is innate to our human existence. Currently, what many of us are learning is that survival is only one side of the coin. The other side of the coin, which many have been discovering since the dawn of Socrates and Plato, is that within our DNA is also the code to thrive. The million dollar question has always been, why am I here? Now, uncovering the answer to this question requires us to go from a state of surviving to a state of thriving. When we thrive, we experience all the good vibes like joy and love much more often and with more ease than if we were stuck in survival mode. Now, I know this is so much easier said than done, and it's because our survival code is so ingrained in our psyche that anything that happens to us is processed through the lines of survival. Our mind quickly tries to piece the puzzle together to understand what is going on in order to keep us alive. But what happens when what's going on around us is something we cannot wrap our minds around? our mind will still try its best to keep us safe and alive. Even if it means we must quickly develop coping mechanisms that in the moment will get us out of an uncomfortable situation, but at the end of the day could be detrimental to our mental and emotional health. This is where the innate trauma response that kept our ancient ancestors alive now creates unhealthy behaviors that affect our health and well-being. This is the point in time in which humanity begins to see signs of what we are now able to recognize and call PTSD, anxiety, depression, you name it. Thankfully, 
We now live in an era where there is a great amount of awareness around mental health, but we must also acknowledge that as a collective, we still have a long road ahead of us. The good news is that people like you and me who are addressing the lack of mental health in our society, at the same time, we're being courageous enough to peel back the layers of the experiences that have marked our lives forever. We are doing the deep inner work. We are committed to showing up as our best self. And more importantly, we are showing the rest of the world that it is possible to live life after trauma. This is a monumental step for humanity. This process of awakening and transformation is teaching us that we are capable of thriving and everything that we learn will be passed on to the next generation and the next generation and the next generation. There will always be life after trauma. And what we do with that life and how we choose to live it will determine our mental, physical, emotional, and spiritual states. And to be frank, the examples we've had up until a decade or so ago of how to go about life after trauma has not been the best. Because of the hustle culture in our society, trauma is treated as an inconvenience to those around us. Why? Well, because for as long as many of us can remember, expressing painful emotions makes others uncomfortable. So without really stopping to think about the situation or putting ourselves in the other person's shoes, we are quick to say things like, don't cry, it's okay, don't worry, everything's fine, chin up, it could be worse. And for the most part, when those statements are made, they're well-intended, but the messaging, well, it's confusing to say the least. Statements like these don't really help, and they have the potential of making things worse. Why? Because a person receiving the message may feel invalidated in their experience, which can then lead to them believing that something is wrong with them because they're not as quick to pull themselves up from their bootstraps like the person giving the message. So what is the result? The result is someone repressing what they feel in order to not burden those around them. They keep the way they feel hush-hush, hidden from the rest, and they become very good at pretending to be okay. This is the example we've had until now of how to deal with traumatic life-changing events. Fucking incredible. But what I've noticed is that in the last 10 years, this MO has been shifting and transforming. I see more and more people speaking up for themselves. I see more and more people breaking unhealthy patterns. And I see more and more people putting an end to generational trauma. We are those people. Yes, you and me. We are the ones paving the way for the generations to come. Every time we choose to face a challenge from a place of thriving instead of surviving, not only are we reprogramming our subconscious, but we're also reprogramming our DNA. This is what healing is all about. 
Healing has always been a journey. It has never been a destination. When we treat healing as a destination, we are bound to get caught up in simply surviving. But when it is treated as a journey, we give ourselves room to be in the moment, to acknowledge our progress, and to make changes when necessary. But most importantly, we thrive from a place of authentic knowing. And with that, I bring this episode to a close with the intention that as you go about your day and your week, that you will be reminded of the carrots of wisdom that you resonated the most with, because it is this wisdom that will shed light on your journey. I love you. Until next time.